Hey everyone, Sam Brief here with you and ready for another Shy State pod. And today I'm delighted that we have Aaliyah Collins, who's already won five WAC Freshman of the Weeks and one National Freshman of the Week from the USBWA. She's taken the WAC by storm. And for Chicago State women's basketball, she's really one of those players who could be a program changer. Tiffany Sardin's second season as head coach. We've seen so many market improvements, so many firsts come from the Cougars, and a lot of them are catalyzed by number 22, and that's Aaliyah Collins, who came to Chicago State out of Snohomish, Washington, suburb of Seattle, where she was named the 2021 Washington State Player of the Year. So one of the most highly touted recruits in Chicago State's program history, right? This was someone with a lot of headlines around her already, and now she's only built more as she's become a centerpiece for this Cougar team. There's so much, though, to what makes Aaliyah Collins Aaliyah Collins, from the recruiting story to her goals after basketball to what goes on inside of her mind when she's on the court. So Aaliyah Collins really goes deep on this episode of the Shy State Pop. But before we get in, a reminder that our partners at BSN Sports, the largest provider of team sports equipment and apparel in the country, would like to thank all the coaches out there who truly are the heart of the game. While BSN Sports is the best at equipping athletes, coaches are the best at equipping lives. And that's the real final score. So learn more about how BSN Sports can save you time off the field by giving you more time to impact lives on it. Call your local BSN Sports sales pro or visit bsnsports.com today. And now without further ado, it's Aaliyah Collins. Tell me what you think makes Aaliyah Collins Aaliyah Collins. Um, Definitely my heart and drive towards the things that I'm passionate about. Um, I'm a very passionate person, so... Uh, like basketball, for instance, we can use that as an example. Um, that is something that I love. I've been around it for so long. I'm passionate about that, and I have a lot of heart for it. So um, I think my passion kind of is the biggest thing about me is because I'm passionate. Like, I wouldn't be me with if I wasn't passionate about the things that I love. Basketball as your number one passion? Um. I yes, it's kind of the f family, family okay. and basketball that yeah. I love my family too. So basketball and family. Well, we know so much about you as a basketball player. We see so much of you as a basketball player. Talk to you and about you <laughs> as a basketball player. So before we continue with the basketball, I want to dive into the other passion. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your family. Um, I am the youngest of two other siblings. I have two older siblings, an older sister, an older brother. Um, we've, and my, I have obviously two parents there together still. Um, we, growing up with my siblings, it was kind of like a, we, I wouldn't say hate, but we definitely did not get along. It was like, we were fighting each other all the time about any little thing. Um, but as we all kind of got older, we kind of like, and we all went to college. My brother left to college. I was kind of by myself. My sister left to college. Um, when we realized we weren't like together all the time, we realized we actually really love each other. So uh, my bond with my family is powerful. Um, I wouldn't be who I am without them because we're all we're all sports fanatics. We love sports. So I kind of grew up in that sport 
related area with them. Um, but they're my biggest support system. Like I know if all else fails, I can go to them for support. They're always there for me. And like even my outside of my immediate family, like cousins, uncles, and aunts, love them all. How many of them are in Seattle? <laughs> Majority. Yeah. Like I can't even, that's honestly where most of my family is. So like pretty much who I grew up with all in Seattle. You said your family's your support system. I mean, every family shows that in a different way. Mm -hmm. For me, it's constant communication. I mean, for family out of town, it's talking on the phone a lot. Like, what, what does that love, that support look like in the Collins family? Um, I Okay, well, one thing for me is I'm really bad at responding and reaching out. Like, I'll reach out. And I don't ghost people, but that is something I need to work on. So we aren't really talking to each other all the time. But, like, when we do, it's long conversations and it's, like, checking in on each other. How are you doing? Or just filling each other in about little things during the day. Um, honestly, like, it's just I, – I can't even say I feel like I haven't been with them because every time I'm on the phone with them, it's like we haven't ever stopped talking. So there's nothing really much, like, new for that. We just we just support each other. We love each other. We want to know what's going on in each other's lives. So, yeah. You know what's going on in each other's lives. You have that support. You made the decision, though, to go to college so far away. And yes. look, I'm coming from the perspective of someone who went to college 30 minutes from home. Mm -hmm. You're from Seattle, and you're here in Chicago. So is that something you considered? Like, did you want to stay close to home? What did that <laughs> process look like? Um, It's kind of funny because I actually – wanted to go as far away as possible as I could from home so Chicago is great like I love it here um it's nothing, <laughs> nothing against my family but I just kind of like wanted some space to grow on my own and spread my own wings so um I guess I didn't have to be so far away from home but I felt like I wanted to explore the world more so going farther away like away from what I'm used to would be something that I really liked and I'm glad that I did so had you ever been to Chicago? No, I came in here completely blind. Really? Yeah. So tell me your first impression <laughs> of the city. Um, I thought the city was gorgeous. Um, well, what I, month did you come in? I came in August and then yeah, yeah gorgeous August and July. Okay. So the good the good months. Um, I thought it was gorgeous and I had never seen the lake, so I was like, oh my gosh, like that's amazing, like that's cool. Uh, it kind of has like everything that I like here. Like it has trees. I mean, you know, good good amount. Water, a city, so, like, that's all that I like. So, you know, I can go outside and do something if I wanted to. I could stay in and do something if I wanted to. So, yeah. You wanted to explore the world. You went to college in a city <laughs> that you had never been to, which leads me into the recruiting process and, and the decision-making process. What did that look like? And I know it was really interrupted and made a little funkier because of COVID, mm -hmm. but what did it look like for you? Um, honestly, a big leap of faith on both my part and coach's part for recruiting me. Um, it's a funny story because I went a few months without ever like having any like scholarship. So a lot of them had gone pulled because of COVID. And then like, I remember November and December were like kind of those months, like the big months that I didn't have anything. And then my previous teammates uncle on my high school team ended up knowing coach tiff 
so then he had reached out to me about like hey like this coach is looking for some players and then kind of like gave us each other's numbers and we we talked from there and um that's kind of how our relationship grew and how we kind of got to know each other so we're in the winter of 2020 yep and at this point you have no offers Mm -hmm. and then this coach sardin things starts to happen but that's crazy to me and maybe it's because i'm biased that you have just taken this division one conference by storm really but you're sitting there in the middle of your senior year you have no offers Mm -hmm. at all what did that feel like um it was very discouraging at first i'm like really really discouraging i went through a really tough time of confidence in myself about a lot of the things so this school was kind of like a little saving grace kind of like a light um but ultimately like at the end of the day like you have to kind of think to yourself look like know your worth know that like regardless if I don't go anywhere right now the next year I will like I know I'm good enough to get to where I want to be um you just kind of have to keep telling yourself that and like everything happens for a reason obviously so my previous offers got pulled for a reason like something better is going to come for me so it's just kind of like trying to stay positive and think brightly instead of trying to be in the negative about everything so yeah you said you had a little lack of confidence mm-hmm. at the time. So how did that come out? Um, honestly, kind of with time. Um, it with me, it's kind of like on and off with my mental. Um, I can sometimes go through phases where I'm not really feeling the most confident in my ability, but usually, like now, I can get pulled out of that pretty quickly. Um, I tell myself, "Fake it till you make it." Like, if I don't believe that I'm all that, like I tell myself I am even if I don't believe it, because as soon as like the more you tell yourself, the more it starts to, the more you start to believe it and the more it starts to kind of happen. So if you tell yourself positive things, whether you believe it or not, eventually that'll show. So that's kind of what I do. Fake it till you make it. And it doesn't even have to be fake, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm sure you're not (laughs) telling yourself positive things that are like in, in la la land, right? No, no. (laughs) I once got the advice that, we are what we think. Mm-hmm. And if what we're thinking is the self-doubt and is the, ugh, you can't make it, you stink, no one likes you, like, then that's what you're going to become. But if you think positive and you pump yourself up, mm-hmm. then that's what you become. So yeah. uh, when you're at your best, I'm curious what that looks like, that, that positive self-talk. You know what, Sam? Me too. I haven't gotten to that point yet. Like, I, I'm not saying I'll never will, but when that day comes, like, I can't wait to see that too because I'm still working on it. So, yeah. It's, so it'll be a nice hey, little me too. review. Me too. I'm curious what you think about during a game because you're so tenacious to watch. Like, you guard 94 feet. Coach always talks about your energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're that true energizer bunny for this team. So what are you thinking about during? <laughs> um my mind i don't know how to explain it like it's kind of blank but it isn't like um i i try not because as soon as i start overthinking everything kind of just goes downhill so i try to keep my mind level and cool but um honestly like i'm just in my head telling myself like at, at least on defense like you know like let's get this ball like we're not nobody's gonna score on you right now um offensively i mean Honestly, what really goes through my head is 
if we aren't set, like, make sure looking through, looking at the time, what like what plays we gonna be running, and if everybody's in their set positions. But like, I'm I I keep my mind clear. Yeah. Uh, sometimes a clear mind is a healthy mind. Yeah, it's a, a lot of the times for me at least. Uh, my mind's better clear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. Amen, Aaliyah Collins. <laughs> hey, so when you were talking defense, one of the phrases you used in telling me what you're thinking is, I'm going to get this ball. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of them, right? You you average the most steals per game in the whack. You're one of the best in the country at it. And you're only a freshman. You've told me a little bit about your technique, but uh, what is behind that number of the steals that you rack up? Um... Just knowing, paying attention to the defense, um, like reading their body language, reading everybody around it. Cause sometimes you can, if you're guarding off the ball, you can read that where that pass is going to go. Um, other times, like if someone scores, at least for me, if someone scores on me, I'm reading her move, her go-to move, so I can be one step ahead of it kind of beforehand. It's like almost like chess, you know? Got to be one step ahead, you know? Or multiple steps ahead. Look, I don't know. So, I'm not good at chess, so I can't relate. (laughs) But that's fascinating to me. So, like, kind of what I'm hearing is that when you get a steal, and it's like, oh, Aaliyah Collins just got a steal, that steal is really created possibly 10 minutes before. I don't know about, like, you know. Well, like, it's it's you reading, right? You might be sitting on the bench, and you might see that a player has a – a specific way that she does her crossover mm-hmm. when she dribbles to the left and like you're kind of cataloging that mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's just it's pretty much like a lot of iq into it like basketball isn't just for defense it's not just like a oh we playing like you know it's almost like offense like you got to think a lot to it too mm-hmm. like it's just how much effort you give into it and how much you actually want to buy in right right it's a full full effort Hey, what's the biggest difference between the Aaliyah Collins now and the Aaliyah Collins at this time last year in high school? Um, I definitely would say one, believe it or not, look, my shot is a lot better and it's still, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't say it's that good, but it's a lot better than it was last year. Um, I think I have some more confidence in myself. I believe myself a lot more, um. But ultimately, it's just other stuff learning off the court, too, and how to direct more on the floor. I still am kind of working on that. I've, I feel like I've gotten a lot better with it, but still needs a lot of improvement. That directing process, do you find that tough as a freshman on a team where you've got a few players like Christina Britter and Ana mm-hmm. Haklitschka, Laura Segas, who were here last year, and then a whole bunch of players who are transfers from other places who have been really successful mm-hmm. at, at the JUCO levels. Was that intimidating? Um, I wouldn't, I don't really feel like it is intimidating in that aspect. I guess more so of a way of, since I am younger, I feel like I, I don't want to step on toes that well, I've gotten better with that. That was me at the beginning. Like I was timid to say anything. And sometimes I am now, um, but I just, that kind of comes in trusting myself, you know, knowing that I know what I'm talking about and knowing that they're, they trust me too. So I, you know, like, why not speak your mind? So. But trust is earned, mm-hmm. not given. Yes. When do you think you earned it? Um, I don't, 
That's a wow. That's a good question. I don't. I've never really like thought about it. It kind of just happened. Like um, over the summer with a lot of my teammates, I feel like that kind of started that bond for us. And then when we got back in August, um, playing. I mean, working hard. I think they all kind of see that I work hard in practice, so that kind of gives like they can trust me. So, and I, I of course trust them. Like look, I, I let them know that I trust them. So. It's kind of a mutual thing. You mentioned the summer, and I know you guys did a lot of military training <sighs> over the summer. And Coach Sardin described to me these grueling sessions, right, working with an outside coach, putting you through, like, Navy SEAL-level training. And the look on your face right now is telling me that you've got something to say about that. What was the experience <laughs> like? It, it was... It was fun. I mean, obviously working out is not fun, but we made it fun. I remember one of our workouts, we went to the beach and did a sand workout. Um, they had, had us in partners and we had to pick up each one of our, like our partner and run on the sand. And I, before that happened, really, I was like, there's no way because I'm like one of the smallest people on the team. So everybody's a lot bigger than me. And I'm like, there's no way I could pick them up. But we surprised ourselves. Like we actually did a lot of things that we didn't think that we could and we ended up doing them. So it was a good mental thing for us too to overstep and then adding fun to that. So it was hard, but it was fun. What was the most grueling part of it? Mm, um, I would, okay, look, I like working out. In my opinion, I think the most grueling part of it was how early we had to wake up. And I feel like I... When's the alarm going off? Um, we would have to have workouts sometimes at like 6. So we'd Ooh. have to wake up at like 5. Oh. I kind of push it a little bit. I'd be waking up at like 5, 10, 5, Ooh. 15. <laughs> you know, I'm not a morning person. Uh. So, And I feel like I should be complaining because, you know, a D1 athlete, we got to be awake, ready for anything. Listen, I am <laughs> a morning person. But like 5 is not really morning. Like it's still dark <laughs> out. Like, I think it's morning when it gets light out. Mm -hmm. I'm like a yeah. 7 a.m. morning guy. Yeah. You're not. Oh, you're telling me no. No, no. <laughs> Seven's a lot better. I just, I don't be doing mornings. Well, good. Hey, most <laughs> of your games are at 7 p.m., so yeah. you can take that. Yeah. Look, yeah. <laughs> so you did the military training. You earned a lot of trust, and now you're here knee-deep in your first college season. What's been the most surprising part of it? Um, like for me or for like the team? For you. Uh, everything. Mm. Look, I'll get in more depth, but mm. um, I, one thing that has really been surprising for me is the freshman of the week thing. I really like wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting to get anything. I didn't come in here expecting anything. So, uh, I definitely thought I would have to work a lot longer to get the recognition I am getting now. Like, that came by a surprise for me. Um, but now that it is, it's kind of more motivation to work harder because, like, now I got a target on my back. So now I really have to step up and continue to grow. But that's the biggest thing that has caught me by surprise. It's a good surprise, though. Yeah. What would your parents say when you told them about the first one? <laughs> they were just like, yeah, woohoo, like, go get it. But, um... I mean, their parents, obviously, they're like, you know, I, I could see they have a lot of faith in me. So they're like, yeah, like, I'm not surprised. Like, a lot. I'm like, thank you. But, yeah, it's 
this kind of excitement. It's a lot of excitement. Aaliyah, it's been really fun to watch you so far this year. And we're right now focusing on Aaliyah Collins, the basketball player. But I know there's a lot more to you than just basketball. Tell me about your goals for life after basketball, whenever that is. I know you've got ambitions in the sport, but mm-hmm. um, I know you want to get into the business world. I do. Um, there are a few different things, too, because I do want to own my own salon. Salon kind of shop. I want to do eyelashes in that salon. Um, but I also want to work with special needs kids. I want to help teach them either that or just be a teacher in general. Um, but definitely something to give back to the community. I, that's one thing that I really want to do with my life. Um, but kind of, yeah, definitely my two main things is to own a salon and to help special needs kids. Why special needs kids? Um, that's a funny story, actually. My sophomore year of high school, uh, no, my junior year, yeah, at the beginning, I had what I was like a teacher assistant for a special needs class, and it was kind of like a um, elective that we had to do. Well, we didn't have to, but I chose to do that one, and I kind of just I like fell in love. Like, they're the they're the kids' energy is just like they can make you laugh, or like they just they're they're great. Like. I I see a lot of special things in them, like other than to what just meets the eye. Um, I I wouldn't say I feel some type of way when people look down on them. So like they're, you know, I feel like they deserve more than what they are given. I and, couldn't agree more. Yeah, and I want to help and give back to them. So that's so kind of you. I I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. I when I was in high school, I I did our best buddies program at my high school and it was it was really enlightening right mm-hmm. to see to see life from a different perspective um and, and i agree S- some of the mistreatment is is yeah. really brutal so if if people like you can play a role in in making the world a better place for people who who need a little more of a helping hand like mm-hmm. that that's really great that's really great um so and you want to do that that that's something that you can do really anytime right yeah it is actually um, yeah. Well, that's awesome, Aaliyah. I, I really commend you on that. Um, you're also a cat person. I love cats. And I'm a cat person. Yeah. So we're going to close by talking about our cats. Good. I was waiting for this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, can't go too long without talking cats. Nah. Not with me. Mm-mm. Tell me about your cats. You've got a few. Oh. Um, I got three of them. They're my babies. Um, two of them we had, I had since I was like four. And then our last one kind of came like three years after those ones. Um, I have two short-haired tabbies. They're both girls. One's named Taylor. One name is Spike. We thought she was a boy when she was young, so we named her Spike. Um, and the other one is Happy Gilmore. He is mixed Happy with... Happy Gilmore, the real name of her cat. <laughs> yeah, but I had just got done watching that movie prior to getting him, so I was like, Happy Gilmore, you know. Um, but he is mixed with Maine Coon and we don't know what else he's mixed with, but he is my little bundle of joy. I love that cat. Oh, he's, you miss him, right? I miss him so much. I mean, that's the thing. That's kind of, is that the hardest part about going to school? I'm from home? not going to lie. I, it is. And I kind of feel bad. Cause like I'll be FaceTiming and talking to my family and I'll be like, where's the cats? Like first thing, can I see the cats, please? Like, no worries. I miss you guys too, <laughs> but the cats, <laughs> So, yeah, I miss them a lot. 
Well, one day, maybe I'll bring mine here. Sam, I would be the happiest person in the world. Because I think I've told you about my little guy, Tony, who's yes. one going on two, who's beautiful, and who you would love. I don't know how he would do in the collegiate environment oh, yeah. as a as a one-year-old feline, mm-hmm. um, but he's a great cat. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine it. I can imagine it. Oh, so Aaliyah, you love cats. Yep. You, you're going to do great things in this world. You're doing great things on the basketball court now. I want to leave with this. Mm-hmm. What's something about Aaliyah Collins that very few people know? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm definitely a lover and not a fighter. Like, I don't – I choose peace over anything else any day. Um. I don't know how to put it into words. Like sometimes I can take other people's emotions on myself because I I like seeing people smile. So when people are down, I kind of try to take those emotions on for myself and try to have them be happy instead of being down. Hmm. So I like I like giving back. I I'm I like making people smile. If they're happy, I'm happy. You just made me smile. <laughs> so then you must be happy. Yeah, look, I, I got a genuine laugh out. Oh, what a feel good. What a feel good. Aaliyah, you rock. Thanks so much for letting us get to know you on the Shy State pod. Your debut. Hopefully yeah. the first of many. Yeah, hopefully. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> but we'll keep watching you ball for the rest of the season. That has been Aaliyah Collins of the Chicago State women's basketball team. Appreciate you, Aaliyah. Thank you, Sam. Big thanks to Aaliyah for a great pod. Such fascinating stuff. So cool to go inside the mind of such a hustler, such a competitor, and such a positive personality. So Aaliyah Collins and the Cougars in the midst of year two of this new era of Chicago State women's basketball. And as always, I'm your host and producer, Sam Brief. So happy to be with you from Chicago. And as always, remember you can like, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you want them. So have a great week. Go Cougars, and I'll talk to you soon. For now, it's an adios from Chicago. Chicago.